Hey party people, it's Zach here with the Good Waste of Time podcast. We are so excited that you are tuning in to hang out with us. I wanted to give you a heads up. We are actively working on our audio, figuring things out with each episode and getting better and better. So stick with us, hang out with us, enjoy the ride. Till next time. What's up, party people? Welcome to the first ever, first edition of a Good Waste of Time podcast. I am Zach here, sitting with my good friend. I'm Chris. Hey, Chris. Hello. Uh, So, guys, uh, A Good Waste of Time is a podcast devoted to things that are a waste of time, but aren't... But that are good waste of time. Yeah. It's like... We should name our podcast that. I think that's... Oh, my God. I think that's what we should do. It's happening. I think that's not what she did. No. We're going to be talking about uh, video games, film, books. One thing I'm interested in is role-playing games and role-playing uh, yeah. books. And and you've got a ton of board games. So. I do, yeah. I kind of became a board game fanatic about uh, just a little over a bit of a year ago. I had no board games to my name. And now one could say that I have a small mountain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That is kind of what the show's about. It will evolve, and I don't know if I mentioned movies as well, but we'll be talking about some film here and there. So, today's episode, we are beginning our countdown of our top 10 video games of all time. And both of us have been playing games for around like 30 years or so, something like that. Yeah. I'd like to say that one of my very first memories is the Atari Pong, and then that tank game. Yeah. Is that a thing? That was a thing. Okay, I, good. Yeah, I heard that thing. Man, I think I it was called Tanks. That was just like the height of what the hell. It was amazing. It was badass. It was like eating. Was, was it Battle high. Tanks or Tanks? I don't, I don't I don't know. I never actually really looked into it. It's, it's just kind of always there in my memory. It's like sweet. Like, right. you know, on 4th of July, whenever you buy those little firework tanks and you aim at each other and you have battles with your family. No, I don't, I don't do that. Nobody does it? That's not, that's <laughs> not safe. I did that. That was that was that was a that's like the only thing I do, I do on Fourth of July. I don't. Really you do like the firework, and you have to distance yourself. That's the yeah. Well, yeah. No, we would name them oh, okay, at each right. other. That would, yeah, that would like be running after each no, other. No, we would we would each like purchase a, a little tank, and then we place them facing each other. We both okay. light it at the same time, and whichever one came out mm. the least damaged would be considered the victor of that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that actually sounds reasonable. Yeah. Okay. I I'm all right with that. I, I would I, I would do that with you. Nice. Right. All right. And some of my earliest memories, Atari and Nintendo. Um, and I think I think a, a good question to ask at some point as we do these shows is like, what's your most like kind of embarrassing memory regarding video games? Because I have an interesting story around that. Well, it, oh man, define embarrassing. <laughs> well, it's like something like embarrassing you probably that I got shouldn't not share. Playing. No, not most embarrassing game because I I got some of those, but like. <laughs> right. Just something that you don't tell too many people because it's just like, like for instance, I nine thousand hours in whatever game, you know, like oh yeah, yeah or like yeah, yeah. I decided to wear a diaper because I had this big raid coming up. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, that's not my story. I'm, I'm, not, I'm <laughs> not saying I did that. Just throwing it out there as a, as a completely <laughs> random example. <laughs> Never happened, not once. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, most of my marital strife came from uh, Final Fantasy XI. Like, those are the worst arguments I've ever had. 
Final Fantasy Eleven. Is that the online game? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, things got dark. Was that Realm Reborn or before that, like when it first came out? Is that an expansion? Realm Reborn is kind of like a reboot. Kind of like a... Nope, I don't have an example. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, it would have been early 2000s. That's when... Uh, yeah, I think that was like the original. So so that's embarrassing. And that's not even the story I was thinking of. So. I didn't know that was it. Thankfully, I, you know, I learned to get over that and I was able to break that addiction move forward in my life. So. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I I probably would have had a very similar story, but I I didn't have a girlfriend mm. uh, when WoW came out. So. Yeah. Oh, wait. I think I did, but not for long after. Oh, well. Yeah. I think different reasons. They're not, they're not correlated. I definitely increased my WoW time <laughs> afterwards. So that's a question in the back of my mind. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> I like that one. But today, and I don't know if you know this, uh, today's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, same oh to God. you. Same to you. And I don't know if you've realized this, but uh, your name, Chris, is in Christmas. Yeah, can't have Christmas without Chris. Yeah. I know. So, so Hot commodity on this day. Yeah. Here we are celebrating, and I'm just curious, uh, how was your Christmas, and did you get anything rad? Uh, yeah, it was it was really great. Um because we kind of celebrated multiple Christmas. I actually had Christmas with you last Sunday, which I actually think as far as like the gifts go, mm-hmm. I, I I made out much better last Sunday than I did today. But I I got some pretty cool things today. Right. Like, and it's not about the gifts. I realize uh, that. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak speak for yourself there, pal. <laughs> uh, and then we had two Christmases today. Yeah. Yeah, you had one this morning with your family and then with uh, our in-laws. Some interesting in-laws in common. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're, they're good people. They are. They are. Uh, can't quite, like, pinpoint the, the smell, you know, like when you enter the home. And, you know, if, if there's such a thing as a healthy order, I think that's kind of, they're on the cusp of that. So they, have, no. they have 27 dogs and, like, 17 cats. Really? I didn't see a single cat. Yeah, they had all the cats locked up. Oh, it's really, I'm not sure why. How? I'm, I'm, you're not even mad. I'm impressed. Yeah. How do you? Well, it's a three bedroom house. And one bedroom, you know, they share. The other bedroom is for uh, Glenn. Right. And then the third bedroom is for the cats. And uh, they built it from the floor to the ceiling with with these cages. They're, They're custom made. To like house cats, so it's this oh. mini mini cat thing. Oh, nice. So <laughs> it's like living large for them, them cats. Man. Yeah, man. So it's anyway, like a cat hotel. Yeah, I mean, if if there is a, a way to be healthy and hoard, I think they've discovered it. Certainly, the aromas acquire taste. Yeah, they, they <laughs> kind of like wash over you. Well, I I am a recovering fifteen year smoker, so my olfactory system is mm. pretty busted, gotcha. pretty janky. Well, that's so, a benefit. I, yeah, I guess. I, I yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Back back to the matter at hand. Uh, what what was my favorite thing I got? I got, mm-hmm. got a toolbox with a bunch of tools. Killer. Yeah. Felt pretty manly. Yeah, Feel pretty right? manly with that with that kind of a stockpile behind me now. It's like, oh yeah, you need a screwdriver. I've got twenty. Shit. <laughs> you can pick stuff now. I, yeah, I know. Well, actually, that's kind of a double edged sword because it's great, but at the same time. I can fix something. Yeah. That's not great. You're on the hook. I know. It's like before I'd be like, oh God, you know, I'd really like to fix it, but <laughs> if woe is me, no hammer in sight. 
think most uh, most lovely thing I got was a uh, Rummy Cube set. I haven't played this game for probably 15 years, but uh, one of my cousins got me a Rummy Cube set from the 60s. This is like a 1965 edition. And it's kind of interesting. It was somehow made in Israel, which I wouldn't expect Rummy Cube sets to be made there. But, but there it is, you know, and it's just like you pick it up and it's like substantial. It's like awesome. It's lovely. So I am excited to start playing Romacube again. It's been a while since I didn't know what that is. I'm I'm Googling it on my phone right now. It's some sort of a number sequential number game. I anyway. Huh. Oh my god. Yeah, those uh Yikes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. after we're done here we'll, we'll bust it out. Bust out some Romacube. See if we figured out. Nice. Take it. I also I'll just throw it out there. I did get AMC gift card from my lovely lovely and I went and saw the new Jumanji movie with it. Mm-hmm. It was a delight. I really enjoyed it. Did I hear you blaspheme and say it was better than the first one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, as far as like comedy goes, yes. Because I will be the, always the first one to say that I love Robin Williams mm-hmm. and that he was great. But I've seen the first Jumanji. He's not funny in it. Yeah. Not. He's not. Yeah. He's trying to be serious. Yeah. In a movie about a board game. So. Kudos to him, but at the same time, this movie just it just worked. Cool. Yeah, he definitely kind of grounded that movie. And well, yeah, and Robin Williams was really the biggest draw for that movie. Whereas the second one had multiple draws. You got The Rock; he's just a nice guy. Yeah. Got Kevin Hart, who I think his role really kind of covered his personality. Mm -hmm. You got Jack Black, who was funny. Karen Gillian, who's just super hot. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of a win-win all around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is. Is The Rock and Kevin Hart that like the new um, Johnny Depp and like Helena Bonham Carter? Is like, Were they always in movies together? Yeah, they're just like. <laughs> yeah? Uh, no, I wouldn't mind. I would not mind. I think that they're yeah. a pretty good duo. Oh, okay. uh, anything gaming related that kind of you uh, got some cool stuff for the video games? I think I did. Yeah. Well, I think you're actively shopping, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is true. Um, I have been actively shopping for a few days now. Yeah. So you got some Christmas sure. gifts. Like yeah. cash. Yeah. Which was surprising. I don't usually get Christmas cash. Uh, so. Okay. Well, you uh, you gave me a Steam gift card, and I think I'll talk about it later in the list, but I picked up a VR game called uh, Vanishing Realms. Oh, really? And Yeah, I'll talk a little bit more about it later, but uh, that's like, well, I think the only game I got personally. I would like to point out that, yes, I did get him a Steam gift card, and then this son of a bitch turns around and buys me a game on Steam. And I was like, what? What? No. That's breaking the rules. I felt obligated to, like, get him another gift. It's like, ah, that's sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky, well played. It was sneaky. It was, yeah. it was sticks. It yeah. Was sneaky. Mm-hmm. Sticks. Sneaky. Nice. I didn't even know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, I can't wait to dive into that. We'll right? Yeah, it's going to be sweet. All right, speaking of diving into things, <clears throat> we have a list in front of us. We were tasked with compiling our top ten video games of all time. Like, who does that? Yeah, that's well. It's it's a tricky one. It's yeah. There's a lot of top ten lists out there, I think, but I think that they're all. Uh, nope, not going there. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> Walked up to the edge, and then I did, away. and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm scared of heights. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. Why would I do that? I'm not gonna get into that jazz." All right, so it's it is tricky because. You know, like, basically, is it the top 10 uh, games that, I mean, are these games that you don't play anymore? Are they games that you do play still, and that's why they're still on the top 10? 
Um, I'm just beautiful, like right. really well done. Like you'll never play them again. But going through, you're just like, what the fuck? This is amazing. Right. There's a couple games that I've gone through, and they're just gorgeous. Yeah. And very compelling, and I've never played one. Or is it the game that you spent the most time with? Like, does that automatically qualify it as your, you know, one of your top ten? So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Borderlands 2, for me, is not on this list, uh-huh. but on Steam, says that it is one of the most played games that, I've, uh, that I have. I spent, like, two, 300 hours on that game. All right. Well, so how did you narrow it down? Like, what, what were your criteria when you thought about this list? I went with games that, some of them, like, number 10 is games that I've never really seen again, that I really loved at the time mm. and really wish that they would bring back. Mm. It's, you know, like, if at the time, whenever I was playing it, like it kind of varies, I guess, because some of these games I just put in so much time in because I love it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. There's other games that I just thought were very unique and very compelling. Some have just a really good storyline. Actually, wait. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have any. Well, yeah, okay, okay. I've got two. I've got two really good storylines on, on here. But yeah, just games that like really evoked an, like an emotional response. Mm-hmm. From me, or like whenever I see it, I just like get all nostalgic and I kind of smile at myself. I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be happy like owning something related to that, like a little figure, like Cloud Tracker, Clappy, Clappy, little Clappy, sitting in the box. Well, I think I was uh, on the same track, although I kind of decided if it's going to be in my top ten, it either needs to be a game that I play somewhat frequently, and for me that was like at least once a year. Mm-hmm. or a game that I would love just booting up again, and I, I'm fairly confident I would dive into it and really enjoy it. Yeah. So, like, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog was sort of like one of those seminal games where I really fell in love with gaming, but it's not on my top ten list because, like, I actually did. I got my son a Genesis, uh, one with kind of that was programmed with all these like games and stuff, and we played Sonic and he really got into it and I had I had fun but it was more of just kind of nostalgic it wasn't like right, you're not going to sit there and grind it out being totally. like oh god I gotta get past this water temple level the water levels in Sonic by the way can go to straight to hell <laughs> I know go straight to hell you sons of birch god I don't know what it is about water levels in video games but whoever like started that train needs to be shot no okay that's a little far yeah. they need to be arrested mm. put into a gulag I like, I like some slap on the back. <laughs> Just a little. Poof. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's not on my list, although it's probably the game that really motivated me to to love video games. Yeah. So yeah, it's a tricky, definitely one of it's mine. A tricky thing. So anyway, for me, it's like a game that I, I need to, I, I would love to like pop in and just play again. In most cases, actually do so. And like as an adult, as well right. as when you were a child, it means something. Right, you can actually like get serious about it. So, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, I like that. So, so it does have to stand the test of time, more or less. Yeah. All right. Cool. <clears throat> well, with that in mind, I think we're ready to talk about our top, our number ten. Do you want to take it away with that one? Sure. What did you come up with? Um. Well, I have Bushido Blade on my top ten list, but I'm going to change it on the fly right now. I'm going to say Bushido Blade Two. What? Yep. That's a thing? Yeah, that's okay. a thing. And I like that one more because, I mean, Bushido Blade was the fighting game that is like basically one hit, one kill. 
so it's all about trying to outthink your opponent in the first strike. But with Bushido Blade 2, you got to like go through it, and there were multiple paths through this single player. And I'm using air quotes here that you can't see, of course. Uh, I can see them. Yeah, right. Thank you. <laughs> Back, um, but like, and it was kind of like Smash Brothers in the sense where you would run into this character, and if you killed them, you'd unlock them, and then you could play as them again, or like through the storyline and stuff. And they would have alternating stories and stuff. So it was it was just like the first game, but it, it had more meat to it and a lot more replayability by yourself. Whereas Bushido Blade One, I found if you didn't have like my brother and I played video games when we were kids religiously together, and so I was lucky enough to have that two two player partner into that game. So I can see like if it was just me and Bushido Blade One, yeah, it wouldn't be great, right? So yeah, having having the second player is pivotal. Have you thought about why that game hasn't been redone? I mean, what is... I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, For Honor kind of kind of does that with the yeah. going, but they, you know, it's 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 not the one hit one kill. Yeah. But it is the trying to get into your opponent's head without being in a physical space with that person, right? Which I think is a big thing about Bushido Blade. But you were, you know, of course, sitting next to that guy. So, so if the Shield Blade were made today, is that would it look like For Honor? Because you're right, For Honor has all of these direct attacks, but just as many feints and mm-hmm. fakes. Yeah. You know, so they're like they're trying to entice you to attack so that you can get the one up and get the hit. And yeah. like, certainly not a one hit kill, but three for some characters, about four for most characters. Yeah, you know, honestly, thinking about it right now, I think Bushido Blade would do really well in the world of gaming. These days, mm-hmm. with everything that's so fast paced, people want instant gratification. I mean, I honestly feel like that's why Modern Warfare was such a big hit. Mm-hmm. And I'm in Battlefield is too. But I mean, if I was given a choice between Battlefield or Modern Warfare, and I wanted just like a quick go kill someone really fast, I'd pick Modern Warfare because mm-hmm. it's small maps, very fast paced. Skill level is important, but it doesn't matter too much. Like you know, you can you you'll get a kill mm-hmm. in a match. Um, so I would think that Bushido Blade would actually work really well. Yeah. So, hey, that's a free one, developers. That's for you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I mean, I'm curious. Is it too simple for our kind of frenetic, I need I need a lot of, like, satisfaction? Yeah. We shall see. But, and then there's Candy Crush. We need, we need less We need candy Bushido crush? Blade Candy Crush. Yes. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm sure that's on your list somewhere. So we'll Yeah, oh yeah, it's number one. Neon Candy Crush. It's three through Is one. that the name? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's the rest of the list. I haven't actually played that game. I, I have. a lot of people play it. It's super boring. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can see where like casual gamers could get super into Or anyway, I, can, I, I understand the draw, but for me, I need a fake reason to be wasting my time. Mm. Need I need like a story or some kind of, yeah, some kind of build up that's not candy. All right. Well, speaking of stories, that has a lot to do with my number 10, which is The Longest Journey, which is Dreamfall, which is the sequel. So Longest Journey was a straight point and click with a mouse. And then Dreamfall, I think, if I remember right, I played on the big Xbox. Yeah, Xbox. Yeah. I think they might have had one for Xbox 360. I think that's why I played it on. I think they might have released it on both. Really? Maybe. I don't know. I think they did chapters on the 360, but 
feel like Dream Ball was on there. I could be wrong though. So I picked that because two key elements, which I hadn't seen in video game before that, one was shifting back and forth through time periods. So you kind of had this medieval setting and this futuristic setting. And the characters were different, but they were intertwined. And as you shifted back and forth, you got to see how their stories were interlocked. And I, I don't remember a game quite like that. But the other cool mechanic, which I don't think happens often enough, is um, playing as both the antagonist and protagonist. You know, you started the game as the protagonist, and you're trying to do things without this kind of government catching wind of it. And then there's this inquisitor on your heels. And then all of a sudden things switch and you play as the inquisitor and you're after the person who you were just playing. So this is really cool dynamic. It is certainly, it asks you to expand your kind of point of view and your, how you see the kind of villain character. Like once you kind of like play him and then you go and you see what he's up to, you realize, okay, this guy isn't actually this evil son of a bitch. So that didn't, like playing as the Inquisitor, like after running from that character, like whenever you were the Inquisitor, you weren't like, oh shit, I have to sabotage myself. Or like you just, you just <laughs> didn't complete the game. Be like, ah, yeah. just I walked off the bridge yeah. and died. Boom. <clears throat> game over. Done. That would have been um, awesome, but I don't think it was. Yeah. It's sort of a. It was. That would be a little too meta. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Just. Okay, press Y for suicide. (laughs) (laughs) You're not playing a bad guy. Do you want to end it now? (laughs) Just like slit your wrists. That got dark really fast. That's why I really appreciated that game. And it was still sort of a point-and-click game, although you had a a gamepad, you were were kind of somewhat limited to what you could do. But I I really appreciated those two mechanics. so. So that was my number 10. Nice. I remember that game. Well, like, not not well. But I do remember really enjoying it, really being drawn in. Very uh, much like whenever I got drawn into like the Indigo Prophecy. Did you mm-hmm. ever play that game? That I, game was incredible. I swear. I remember going, you know, I was like walking around in his apartment and there was the option to play the guitar. Yeah. It was pointless. Yeah. But you had the option. I was like, what? <laughs> I was really impressed. It blew my mind and it gained my respect. Evidently, gaining my respect is not hard. Yeah, well. But it... It just went right through it, and I was like, this is amazing. And then that game got really weird. It did, yeah. And of course, they went on to make Heavy Rain. Yes, which... Two Souls? I'm not going to be a spoiler. Did you play Heavy Rain? Oh, yeah. That's not on my list, which... Yeah. This is the reason why it's not on my list, or else it would have been, because it was a great game. It was. But I guessed who the killer was to my brother who had beaten the game before me. I was in the very early stages. I won't say who it was. But I guess who it was. Crazy. And my brother got really upset. And he was like, <laughs> what the hell? Why did you like spoil that for yourself? And I was like, I was just guessing. But now I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm right. So I, 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 I went through the game knowing. It wasn't like that they made it obvious. It was just a random chance that I was like, that guy. Or girl. <laughs> Which Lady. one could it be? Well, maybe the child kidnapped himself. But yeah, yeah, that was a great game. And you have not picked up the new chapters. No, I've not. Have you heard anything about the new chapters? You know, I I did I didn't really look into it. Um, I don't even know what the reception was on that. Was it well received? I have no idea. <laughs> but I'm excited for it, and I, I I'm gonna make it happen. I mean, right. we saw it today 
It is on sale. Like five bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it was like five or seven dollars. So yeah, like, that's we're the gonna have to jump on that. Pretty herd. All right, we're going into uh, nine, which I had a link to the past as as mine, and then mm-hmm. I changed it. Oh, you to Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Killer. Yeah. Kind of along the same idea as Zelda, just with the backtracking and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And gaining more skills as you go along and letting you get into new areas. But I was really thinking about it, and as much as I loved Link to the Past, there's some about Castlevania games that just, I will always be able to sit down and play with. Mm-hmm. I got really into them on the uh, DS. They came out with Portraits of Ruin and... Order of Excelia, there's another one. I played that one once. Symphony of the Night was just, it's just so massive, and it's so amazing. Yeah. And there's so much replayability. And I love games like that. Like, I love, evidently, I love farming mm-hmm. items. I don't like the actual, like, digging. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's, what? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen me? <laughs> but you have enough tools now. I do. So that, oh, that shit, now a, I can't. That was a PS1 game, game, wasn't it? Ah, uh, that's when I first played it. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure if that is where it originated, but I'm pretty sure it is. I think it was. Yeah. Re- later released on Xbox 360 Arcade, right. which I got to play it again. And, and that's, that's when, when it really up. hit me. That was the first time I played it. Was. Yeah. Uh, which, that's a lot of people mm-hmm. say the same thing. And they're like, oh yeah, that's what kind of like jump-started my love for Castlevania. I'm like, yes, I know. It's amazing. So yeah, and... The newer ones where it's the third person with Robert Carlyle, who I love. Yeah. I never could, I haven't really gotten into him because not, there's something not. about the 2D. Like, I'm an old school gamer, so yeah. you put like a fun 2D game in front of me and I'm going to be all over it. But yeah, I think that that's, yeah, that's, that's in my top 10 favorite games of all time. Just the replayability, the difficulty mm-hmm. of the bosses. I mean, that was like, that was the first Dark Souls right there. Yeah, there's just there's just a lot of a lot of good stuff to it, and you know, and they have all the, like the fantasy monsters, which I love. I grew up loving like the Wolfman and the Invisible Man and all that stuff, and they tie all that into Castlevania games. All right, so that's number nine. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I I have um, I think I had all of the three D uh, Castlevania games. Have you played them? I've played a bit, and yeah. it's it's just not the same. It's yeah. like it, like if it were a new franchise or something, I'd be all right with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, making it a Castlevania game for some odd reason, it kind of like devalues it instead right. of boosts it. Right. I don't know. Well, like today, you you hear the word Metrovadian and you you know what you're talking about. Like it's like a Metroid's kind of Castlevania. Which is amazing. Totally, I love Metroid. It didn't make the list, but it's great. Well, there you go. But yeah, now that Castlevania and Metroid have had a baby or multiple babies, <laughs> enough to be like. A genre title, right? Metroidvania, right? Like what the fuck? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, and so, so you know, you you kind of turn it into this kind of third person vampire noir thriller caper kind of thing. It yeah. makes it different. Yeah, with like some Ninja Gaiden, yeah, the third person act to it. Yeah, very strange. So my number nine is Hitman Absolution, and I uh, I remember talking to you about how. I like all of the Hitman games, but not none of them except for this one would have made my top 10. There is just something about Absolution, which I think was like a 2014, 2015 game. It's just one of the most memorable 
games that I've ever played. The Hitman mechanics are kind of standard. I think if you've played any Hitman games, you'd know. But Absolution just jumped out at me as the these amazing, quirky, funky characters. The settings in which you have to kind of go and take people out, also very cool. And then, you know, you kind of end up, not to spoil anything that happens in the first four minutes, you end up kind of going against the agency. So, mm-hmm. like, the agency employs you to go take all these contracts out. And, you know, due to some unforeseen kind of circumstances, you end up going against the agency. And then they're sending all these people out to get you. So, anyway, Absolution isn't uh, my number nine because of the gameplay. It, although it's certainly passable, it's the story and the amazing characters and settings that they came up with. So, more along the uh, art direction and story than, than the actual gameplay itself. So. Now, wasn't that the first Hitman game that was developed by Square Enix? Um, I think that is that it, it, it got passed over, right? Because I remember when it when I heard that it was being produced, I think produced by Square Enix. I was like, "What the fuck is yeah. Final Fantasy doing with Hitman? <laughs> like, what are they up to?" But I mean, after they merged, that's a whole another kettle of fish. We're not going to talk about. Yeah, today. right. But, uh, there have been some but yeah, bumps in that road. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah. I think they're paving it out though. They're yeah, they're yeah, they're uh, they're they're finding the groove. But yeah, I I I remember seeing that and being like, that's really weird. Yeah, and playing like the tutorial of it, mm-hmm. and I mean, I I didn't get into it at that time, but I man, Hitman games are great. I think they're really fun. Well, if you compare that to the most recent one, which I think is just called Hitman, which I also played. They're sort of night and day as far as the story. Like, really, Hitman is it's sort of a throwback. I think it's kind of for fans who got pissed off. Like, what's with all these quirky characters? Why are, why are we doing all this weird shit? What's up with this interesting stuff you put in my <laughs> Hitman game? I just want to change clothes and kill people. <laughs> don't, don't rock the boat. So, <laughs> so I think they kind of are trying to re- recorrect or recorrect and uh, maybe overcorrect it. So there's number nine for you. Such is life. All right, yeah, that's a nice number nine. Um, Number eight, which, again, I've changed. Mm. I had The Witcher 2 on there, which, er, I'm going to say, is amazing. I love The Witcher's franchise, but I really thought about it, and Fallout 3 had to be on this list. And you were switching things up. I know, I know. I'm breaking it up. I thought about it, and Fallout 3 was just such a mind-blowing experience for me because I played Fallout 1 and 2 when I was younger and I loved them. Yeah. And I think they're amazing games. But when Fallout 3 came out, I was in college and I missed two weeks of said college Mm. (laughs) because of Fallout 3. I actually think I I failed a class because of that game. I hope Todd Howard is listening. Yeah. That's just awful. You owe me a credit. (laughs) Um, But no, it was... I, I very rarely get that immersed and that hooked on a game and it was everything about it I was just so excited to explore every nook and cranny of that game mm. every was gorgeous it was beautiful like the mechanics were amazing mm. that that like little rifle that was so common uh-huh. was my favorite gun I oh, didn't cool. I didn't use any Batman launchers or any of that crap I used that combat rifle wow and I beat the like I I played I think I played through that game and beaten it six or seven times uh-huh. and that was within like a three year period <laughs> well, was, I was going to say it's like that two weeks <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, boom, oh boom, 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 gotta fucking play it again it's like this is where you wear the diapers yeah right yeah <laughs> that, that would be my moment it really would because like I barely ate 
I didn't leave. I was I was staying at, at my brother's house, um, so like I you know, and it was a time in my life where I didn't have any kind of like parental advisement going on. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anyone to answer to right. except for myself, right. which I just fucking ignore those calls. So <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's like let's let's take this freedom and just like yeah, just just go all into video games. <laughs> but yeah, it was just such a mind blowing experience for me, and I love. You know, I loved New Vegas, and I love Fallout mm-hmm. Four. Fallout Four is one of my definitely my favorite, eh, tied for my favorite game on PlayStation Four with Witcher Three. Mm. But Fallout Three was just such a different experience, yeah. and it was my leap into like a new age of gaming. Mm. That yeah, definitely had to definitely had to be on that list for me. Cool, and that's where I landed. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious how you would <clears throat> if you think about Oblivion and Fallout Three, like those were in development similarly so like um what was it about fallout that kind of like drew you in more than than uh, the elder scrolls game well i had um past ties with the fallout franchise mm-hmm. right because okay. i played fallout 1 and fallout 2 and um a couple other games and one of those actually one of those other, other games is on the top list it's actually in the you know top five yeah uh, which we'll get into later, but so just having that kind of nostalgia and then having it like turn into this amazing mm-hmm. gameplay experience, and it had like the classical, like you know, uh, nineteen what is it, nineteen like fifties yeah. music, yeah, uh-huh. but like you know, it just had I don't know, it just had so much more meat to it than Oblivion. Like Oblivion was cool, but Fallout just felt real right and it just felt much more like there was more on the table so it's like that it universe is almost more believable in a way well yeah yeah for sure and it it, it was it was just something that i could personalize with a lot mm-hmm. more like ever ever everything i was like oh my god mm. all right i like it good question well thank you yeah yeah i'm curious because uh I'm, i've never thought about that because yeah looking totally came out before ball i very good yeah, and I think I think one of the reasons Fallout Three was so jarring in a good way was that we had had experiences with this isometric, like, yeah. top down. Still a great story, but when Bethesda took it over, they you know they revamped it in a, a really cool way. Mm-hmm. All right, so for me, and Liam Neeson was in it. Oh yeah, yeah, he was one of the paladins. He was the father. Oh yeah, he was taken this time. Hey, there you go. <laughs> All right, what are we on? Eight or seven? Um, you are on eight. Okay, eight for me was Thief: Deadly Shadows. I love the Thief series, and I was kind of sad to see the Thief reboot that came out a couple of years ago. Kind of, kind of broke my nerd heart in a way to see really? to see what happened to that game. I haven't played it. I own it, and now I hate the fact that I own it. Yeah, I, I've, 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 it's in my backlog. Yeah, I remember I was doing a series of videos at the time. I was trying to kind of get my YouTube channel going, and that video I think is like ninety minutes long of me just like bitching about (laughs) how the fuck is this shit? Can't climb a rope. What? How how sad I am about the game, and like I remember I I went back and listened to. I should probably just delete it because it's just sad. Is it on your channel? Yeah, it's 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 still a hot. We should probably like plug the channels (laughs) at one point. Okay, cool. Yeah. We'll do that at the end. Of yeah, the well, this video is a hot mess. Oh, that, my God. I was such like, a good mess. I, know, I was like, uh, every time I tried to vlog off, I was like, you know what? 
There's something else I need to talk about. <laughs> but anyway, Deadly Shadows uh, is a better game, and it's still uh, easily found like on Steam. It was a uh, Xbox game, the original big black chunky one, and I. I really appreciate it because it launched Thief. I think it was the first time you could play in third person. So that was that was a new mechanic. The other games were all first person games, which is fine. But it's really cool to have the. Oh yeah, I never realized you could go into third person in Thief. Yeah, hmm. and Deadly Shadows. Yeah. So so that was cool. You had that option. The other thing I really appreciated was that there was this hub. So like most of the most of the missions, you just kind of show up. You're at point A, and you got to get to the the end of the level. I mean, within that level, there's so much freedom, and, and that's what makes Thief awesome. But in Deadly Shadows, they created this hub city, and then you could make your way to that uh, mission. And as you went along, you like break into people's apartments and like live stuff. And then you find out more about the lore of uh, the area. You you would get some missions by actually just exploring the city. Things would come up. So yeah, it was it was really the next step in the game, you know. So so that is why Deadly Shadows makes my list. It it evolved that series in a way, and it's also a game that I I'm happy to load up and and get lost in for a while. So and I'm 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 hopeful, you know, that the next Thief game is somehow gonna get back to where I want it to be. I I sound like those Hitman fans who're like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Close. I have no idea what Hitman fans like yell about. That's I, this is just me adding. Yeah. I don't I can know see what they have to do with the clothes. <laughs> That's all I really remember about the Hitman series of early days. Is that it was like quick change outfits and no one will recognize you. Still a stable the bald guy with a fucking barcode on the back of your head. It's like, but he's wearing a different jacket, so it must be someone right like, new. Oh, this is just a new employee yeah. with a barcode. That's cool. God, I remember thinking that was so cool, too. It's <laughs> like, yes. It was badass. It was. And it is. It still is, for sure. Yeah. Uh, would you say that that's your favorite stealth-based game that you've ever played? Well, I mean, I'm hoping to kind of fall in love with Sticks, which we, we both have now. So I'm and kind of... will be playing on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but from what I've seen so far, it doesn't beat Thief. And uh, so, yeah, Thief so far is still my favorite uh, stealth series. Nice. All right, well, then we're moving on to God, number seven. Cool. And my number seven, which I did not change. Oh, that's good to hear. Is Shadowrun Returns. Right. Can't, can't change that Okay. Uh, I love the Shadowrun on Super Nintendo. And I know that Shadowrun is actually like a, it's like a D&D. It's got its own like tabletop. Yeah, there was a series of books from, from FASA. Yeah. Yeah, I never got into it because, as you know, I have not really played it much tabletop, even though I'd love to. But Shadowrun Returns was the reboot that they did a couple of years ago. I'd say that actually several years ago. Mm. Yeah. But it was like a steampunk, you know, noir fantasy game with the XCOM mechanics. And everything about it was so beautiful. Like the design, like the, the set pieces mm-hmm. were great. The scenery, the characters were wonderful. The dialogue was some of my favorite I've ever experienced in a video game from start to finish. I was satisfied. Mm. It was like, you know, like eating a meal, but like finishing right at that point to where you're like, <laughs> this is a good point to stop eating instead of like overeating and be like, oh God, <laughs> I need to lay down. <laughs> it's like, I have the energy I need, but it's just like a little bit more just to make mm. me happy. 
and that's it. Right. It's a strange example. <laughs> this this is what came to my mind. It's a perfect meal. Yeah, it's a perfect meal of visual and mental. I don't know where I was going with that. The only complaint that I have about that game is that your characters, besides the main character that you get to design, which you can be like all these different things. You can be like a warrior, a hacker, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. It's great. But they're all very forgettable. There's mm-hmm. no actual personality. They're mercenaries you hire, so they're basically cardboard cutouts. Right. So your team doesn't matter, mm-hmm. which had they put other characters in there and had some dialogue banter, I know they could have done very well. Right. It would have excelled from, you know, slot seven to probably like slot three. Cool. Yeah, but I think that that part is what kind of dropped the ball for me. But everything else about it, because, I mean, the XCOM mechanics are great. Yeah. I love that. I love that kind of... I love the top-down vantage points in games. I don't know why, but, yeah, it was it was just a great game. Yeah. You know, for me, for whatever, whatever it's worth, I um, I almost abhor that. <laughs> that kind of, like, top-down. <laughs> it just bothers the hell. For me, I fucking hate it. <laughs> It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> no. And it takes a game, like, for me to play that, it takes, like, a, an incredible game. So, like, probably Neverwinter Nights was, like, the first time I played through a game. I was like, okay, I can do this. That was a good one. Like, even the most recent game, was it uh, Pillars of something? Pillars something? of Eternity. Yes. Yeah. Dude, I played that for, like, 20 minutes. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> and, and I know that it's a... Brilliant. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Um I, I actually haven't beat it myself, but I have played it and I I'm definitely not into it like I was with like Baldur's Gate or mm-hmm. Shadow Run or something yeah. like that. But it definitely has that nice little nostalgia for me. Because mm-hmm. I love those games. And and Shadow Run was one of those that I was like, this game is like awesome enough that I can overlook. How did you feel about XCOM? Just out of curiosity. Uh didn't play it. Too long didn't read? I don't know. I didn't, <laughs> Too I long didn't read? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get around to that. Is oh, that man. Bad? Oh, well, no, it, but it is, it's quite delightful. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's quite, it's very good. Cool. Yeah. Um, I did see the declassified thing that looked kind of neat. I didn't know. Uh, Was that the third person shooter? Yeah. Mode? Yeah. See, I'd be down with that, but like you're like, it. okay, you point this guy, he goes there, does this, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's cool. So, I don't know if that's weird or not. That's where I'm at, but no, well, that's that's the great thing about video games is mm-hmm. that there's all kinds of different ones. It takes yeah. all kinds to make a world. It takes all kinds. <laughs> but yeah, Shadowrun, I'm with you now. I'm curious. Did you get to check out the Hong Kong thing in the jig? There's an expansion, Dragonfall. Uh, is that what it was? I think it was Dragonfall, and Hong Kong was like the expansion to Dragonfall. Oh well. Um. Yeah. You know, it's really weird. I got uh, Dragonfall, and I was so excited, but I. Didn't get past the first, like, five minutes. Yeah? It, I felt like I was cheating on the original. Oh. They were, I don't know, it was almost like I was trying too hard to get mm-hmm. into it. Because I was like, I'd love the other one. But the other one was a was a sleeper. It was a surprise. It came oh, out of nowhere. Right. Whereas Dragonfall, I started playing it, and I had these massively high expectations. And I kind of stopped myself, and I was like, let's not, let's not ruin a good thing. Mm-hmm. I will definitely go through it one day. Yeah. It will, you know, just gotta give it some time. Okay. Fair enough. Ten years. <clears throat> Something around <laughs> <out> there. <laughs> Very good. All right. So we're on seven. Uh, my number seven is Prince of Persia Reboot. And I think it was just called Prince of Persia. And this is the one where you had the Princess Ella 
traveling with you through the whole game. And uh, she never let you die. So, like, you could fall and there weren't any consequences. And much like the Hitman fans who screamed about Absolution, they, there was a lot of blow, blowback uh, against this game. So, hardcore Prince Persia fans were like, why, why would you make a game where I didn't know die? those existed. Yeah. There's <laughs> not, a, there's not shit on 12. Prince of Persia. <laughs> there's kind of it's like a there's a small community. <laughs> there's a neighborhood of players. There's enough of them that they release a statement like, "Sorry, we sorry we pissed this you guys game. Out. I mean, it was it was lame. Like when I heard about it, because I was I was in the midst of thoroughly appreciating it because I mean it's I love that little statement. I was in the midst of thoroughly appreciating this game, <laughs> and then I really fucked it up. <laughs> By complaining about it. Well, I felt bad for the developers up. because they were like, let's make a game that, I don't know, like, you don't die all the time. Like, you, you know. Have to respawn a checkpoint so you yeah. just have to retry it. Exactly. And, um, and then they Same went and time. apologized. You know? yeah. and, and so you think about games today that are similar. Like, there, there are a handful of games that there is no death involved. It's just an exploration game. It's a fun, relaxing or relaxing yeah. Okay. So they kind of remove some of that stress and pressure. Which actually, I just read a study on. That's like really, uh, a lot of experts are looking more for video games that, that do that to help with like P- uh, PTSD mm-hmm. and stuff. Right. So, so it's sort of an emerging genre, which I think somewhat helped to, to pioneer. But but anyway, that that's not why I love it. Um, why I love the game is the, uh, the story between the two main characters. So the, the, the prince... Um, Does he have a name, or is he just Prince? I think she only refers to him as a prince. Right. Uh, kind of like in Final Fantasy X, they keep referring to your character as like the Blitzball Ace and stuff. Just like these weird little nicknames. They yeah. never actually say your name. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Um, but I feel like he never really introduces himself. So, so anyway, I, I really appreciated that they developed this relationship over time. And Kind of cool, like they uh, they have these interactions at certain moments, but at any point in the game, you can turn around and talk to Elika and learn more about her, and in turn, she's asking questions about him, so you're learning more about him. So there's this kind of cool, oh, really, yeah, there's really nice. cool back and forth between them. So there's there's the ability to learn more, but it doesn't force it. Exactly, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It is rad. And what strikes me about the game is that like. Today, when you play it at 4K, it's still gorgeous. Uh, you know, uh, playing it like in 720 or 1080, it's it's passable. But like kicking it up to that 4K resolution, yeah. the game shines, which huh. I think is a testament. When to was it made? Gosh, uh, I'm gonna guess 08, maybe 2010, okay. something like that. So quite a significant time ago, right? Enough that uh, you know it could look awful. Could look awful. So yeah, that's my number seven, and I'm sticking to it. You know, Prince nice. of Persia fans, you you nine or ten out there, fuck y'all. Since <laughs> you know? the nine or ten of you, since <laughs> you know whatever it is. All right, well, I guess that puts us at number six. And is this the last one for this episode? I think we'll go ten to six, and then five to one. Or Does that make? Is that how the math works? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. No. Um. I'm, I'm actually going to change this one, too. Oh, my God. Yes. And it's because I feel like I was just lying to everyone and myself if I didn't have this on my top ten list. Okay. 
because I originally had Don't Starve on number six, and I love Don't Starve. I okay. love it so much. I'm going to guess what you're changing it to. What is it? Uh, it's probably that beach volleyball game. Oh, my God. The DOA. DOA? Yeah. Ultimate? Mm. Talk about embarrassing moments in video <laughs> games. That's for a later episode, Zach. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> I, no, I actually never actually played that game. I, 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 Shame. I heard it was actually fun. Dude, it's it's I'm in my honorable mentions. Actually. For what it's worth. I played Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh my god, that game was It was awesome. a lot of fun. It was amazing. I'm I so thought like the like the characters and everything yeah. were great. Dude. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. And wasn't that the yeah? Uh, what the hell was his name? Pseudo Pseudo Twenty One or something? Something like that. Test Two Mannequin Destroyer. Yeah, he made Killer Seven. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Road to Hell. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's what I played, and then I that I piggybacked off that game onto Lolly Chop or Lolly Chop. Lolly Chop. Lolly Chop. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been <laughs> such a more <laughs> kick-ass name. <laughs> the pain saw. Lolly Chop Pain Saw. <laughs> oh fuck! I want to copyright that, dude. Yeah, I love that game. <laughs> it was great. It was it was just a lot of fun. It didn't hurt. All right, that's all I'm saying. Well, I guess I'll move on to my number six. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my number six is is probably going to be the most generic, and I'm doing the quotes again uh-huh. on on here, and that's Final Fantasy VII. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't going to add it on there, but again, I I'd be lying. I it's it was one of my emerging points as a gamer when I was growing up. It has the nostalgia of it because me and my brother we were both working at the at the same time and he would work nights and I worked days. Mm. So while he was working, I'd play through it. While I was working, he would play through it. The same it's, game? Yeah, the same game. Wow. On the on the same system. So we would like whenever we would get off work, we would kinda like compare notes. Oh, that's and cool. talk about it. And, okay. Like, we'd watch it and like play a bit of it and all that stuff. Which, spoiler alert, if you haven't played the game, like, I'm not, I don't feel bad about this. I accidentally might have spoiled Eris's death to him <laughs> in passing. Uh, I just didn't think about it. I, like, I, <laughs> I was so distraught and so just out of my mind. I was just like, it's, it's bad, man. Damn. She dies. And then he was like, what? I was like, why did I say that? <laughs> Shit. So, yeah, but... Yeah, so it doesn't actually really have anything to do with the storyline of the game, mm-hmm. which a lot of people say that is great. It was really confusing to me mm-hmm. at the time because I was really young. Yeah. Um, but it was like the first like mature thing that I kind of like a Witcher yeah, type experience. Right, okay. It was a it was a mature storyline. People were dying. There was like you know global warming mm. undertones and like you know taking care of the planet and like you know eco terrorism and that kind of stuff. And it was just like all this jazz going on and it was all this hidden abilities and all this really hard boss fights like the weapons ruby weapon go to hell but yeah it was just it was it was the first like rpg that i ever played that i actually was super invested in i have played it many times i played on every single platform that's come out on. Mm-hmm. and the remake as much as i'm dreading what they're gonna do to it right i'm still gonna play is it some sort of prequel or something no no they're straight up remaking it then, then what? What's the fear? Uh, there. Well, because like the episodic details aside, and they might have changed that. I actually haven't been keeping up to date on it. It's kind of like the current government administration. I don't look into it because it makes me upset. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I haven't been reading up on it. I'm just waiting. Because what's the point of taking table scraps? Just mm. wait. Wait for the plate to fall and eat yeah. the damn hole. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I just know they're going to fuck it up. Okay. I know they are. Yeah. They're going to, like, the gameplay is not the same. It's action-based. Where the turn-based, like, Final oh, Fantasy gameplay. That's, that's what that Final Fantasy for me. Yeah, they, yeah. they have gone so oh, I was watching my cousin play Final Fantasy fifteen. I, I have Which is it. fun in its own right. I like that game. Yeah, I have it. I was watching her play, and I just, I gotta say, I'm not super interested in it. Because yeah. it's like, it's sort of like a shitty action game, you know? I mean, not shitty in the story. I, I don't want to downplay that. I think that's where Final Fantasy always shines. But, right. but like, when you start moving into uh, third-person combat mechanics, I mean, can you compete with a game like the Witcher or Devil May Cry, like in a Final Fantasy game, I don't think you can. Well, you know, it's you know, I I don't know if this example is going to be very good, but Ugly Duckling, don't make a swan a duck. Yeah, like just don't fucking do it. Right. Don't try. Right. <laughs> like, and 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 you know, there's the outcry. Like, don't rock the boat. If it's not broken, don't fix it. <laughs> like, there's a reason I play Final Fantasy games, and a lot of them is because of the combat. Yes. Final Fantasy VII had the materia system, which I loved. Uh-huh. Final Fantasy VIII, like, upped it with the junction system, which, you know, say what you will about eight. I thought it, like, that was a close runner-up to seven. I loved eight, and I still do. And I thought the junction system was so complex and so cool. But yeah, that's the reason I play them, is, is right. the turn-based battle systems. And then they took it out. So, like, when 12 came along, oh, I was, oh, God, I fucking hated 12. Yeah. I still do. I'm, yeah. I've given it a little bit of a chance, but I will never give it another chance. And I'm sorry to all of you out there that love 12. Nothing against you. I just don't like it. Yeah. And I don't like 13 It takes much. all kinds. But Hope was a little bitch. <laughs> he sucked. I hate him. But, yeah. So, so that, was my, that was my number six. six right? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to reveal some ignorance here. So, uh-huh. seven. Yep. Is that the one with the uh, cloud? Yeah, oh yeah. All right. Uh, I never played that, so it's good to know about Ares. What? <laughs> Thanks for telling me. No fucking way. Are you serious? Oh, my God. I <laughs> feel no. like a terrible human being. Oh, no. It's okay. I was sitting there being like, if you haven't fucking played it, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you're, staying, you're sitting right next to me. <laughs> oh, my God. No, man. It's all oh. good. Um, it's weird. Oh, the first Final Fantasy, okay, uh, the first Final Fantasy I played was the first one on on the NES, and I dug it. Um, it was cool, like the Blue Mage and Red Mage system. Oh, yeah. You had to buy your spells and stuff. Um, and then I didn't play another one until uh, Ten Two with like the chicks and the, oh yeah, Ooh. and yeah, that's, uh, that's way different. Yeah, so they had the the you dresses and pain. Yeah, and I kind of dug it, dude. It was so, it was so goofy. That game got a lot of shit, but I think it was great. Yeah, yeah. I love Final Fantasy X, like the the grid system, the battle system, uh-huh. where you could like see the turn base. Yeah, was awesome. The characters were compelling, and so it spurred me to get ten too. I actually think my brother gave that to me for Christmas, hmm. but it was definitely different. It, is. it was a bit more poppy, but yeah, it's like it was. I don't know. It's sort of like a popcorn it's story. Fun. It's like. Yeah. Because they introduced the job system back in, didn't they? Like, weren't there different jobs your characters yeah. can be? Yeah. Right. Which is a staple of the Final Fantasy genre. Which I don't think, like, Final Fantasy seven through ten really had. Mm-hmm. Like, so obviously. And six as well. I love, I and I love six, but I never really got into six until later on in life. So, that's why it's not being seven. Gotcha. 
So yeah, I haven't I haven't been. Uh, well, maybe you'll like to read it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. But uh, for sure. But I, I did like the twelve. Yeah, I didn't play twelve, but I did play Lightning Returns. Mm-hmm. I, I did play that one. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. But you did play eleven. Which oh my god! Terrible. I played. Yeah. yeah, I played so much that game. It's idea. weird, man. My Final Fantasy pedigrees. Yeah, it's Hold super on. warped. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> strange. <laughs> I mean, I played eleven because I had a couple friends. You know, it's like they, they gave me my first ride for free, and then I was like, "Look, start playing." Nice gateway drug into uh, the MMO world. That was it. Nice. All right, uh, my number six. I think I messed up. Uh, we were talking about our lists earlier. I think I messed this up. Uh, yeah. So my number six. All right. Well, I'm just gonna go with the next one here. And that's going to be Mafia 2. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wait, this is different. Yeah, it is because I, I mixed it up. Yeah. Oh, wow. Last okay. When we were talking nice. about it earlier. A surprise guest. Um, so for me, Mafia 2 is up, you know, on the on the latter half of the list. But Mafia, I remember, uh, sort of rocking my world because they, they were more interested in the story, I think, than giving you all this freedom. So like, you know, with... With a game like Grand Theft Auto, I think they're a little more interested in freedom than story, um, if, if those two things have to be in competition. I could definitely say that that is. Well, I haven't played the last two, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Mafia, they're like, okay, here's a car, but you can only drive certain cars until you learn how to, like, pick the locks of the other cars. Oh, really? Yeah, there was, like, this lock-picking system. And they're like, when you get in the car, it's going to go about 30 miles an hour. And uh, that's the top speed. And if you get other cars, it's a shitty car. Yes, it really it's like car. a bicycle. Yeah, it was like, yeah. And if I remember right, some of them didn't actually even start. Like oh you get God. in the car, it's like, Argh. was it the first one or Mafia? Yeah, the first one. Okay. I have just always appreciated about Mafia that it's it just is so much tighter than a game like Grand Theft Auto, which, by the way, is beautiful and compelling and, and an incredible example of satire. Yes, I think that's and what, there's a big reason why it's very popular. Right. And I think Grand Theft Auto, they nail satire, whereas Mafia nails story and compelling characters. And I'm kind of in the midst of Mafia 3, and although it got kind of trashed by critics... It went the Godfather route, one might say. Maybe so. Not that bad. Well, I'm not not too far into it, but I'm really enjoying it. I like the kind of setting and the character that they, they kind of picked. But anyway, Mafia 2 is on my list as number... Six because they kind of tell this incredibly compelling story with these characters who you kind of grow to know. Like the first time you play the character, you're in World War Two and you're fighting in Italy. What? Yeah, in the first one or the second? One? Second one. Okay. Yeah, second one. So you're fighting in Italy, and then um, you know you get kind of like saved more or less by like an original mafiosa in in Italy and being Italian when you come back. Um, there's all this like really cool background that I think over time kind of makes you more connected to the character. Yeah, um, sure. That I mean, I, I'm 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 already interested. I had no idea. I've, I've, I have no idea what Mafia Two is about. Killer the fact that it's kind of like a GTA type thing. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's it's um it's just a tighter story. Like, you know, there's not. There's not like nine different people you can go and get missions from, and like some people you ignore. It's like it is somewhat linear in that you know this is how the game progresses. 
But it's all in the sake of telling this incredible story, which at times is kind of moving. And at times you're also like, man, this guy's a piece of shit. But overall, um, that's one of my favorite games. Yeah. You know, I'd like to point out something that uh, that that might be like the linchpin, at least for me, the sandbox game to me, mm. is that like kind of the illusion of freedom, but like giving you the linear path. Because when I play a game like GTA or uh, Skyrim, yeah. even like I have too much. There's mm. too much around me. Too much is happening. So I. I I get sidetracked on the side quest and then another side quest, side quest me from that side quest. And then like I see as just something that I really want, and I'm like, I'm gonna go get that thing. I'll be right back, side quest of the side quest of the main quest of the side quest that I just went on. And then I get that thing and then I just like get I'm like a fucking ADD squirrel that keeps seeing shiny things. Like it's really hard for me to focus. So maybe that that's that's what the sandbox games need is a linear path that will kind of guide you along. You still feel like you're like, all right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, this is me. Yeah, this is my choice, but oh. it's still kind of leading you along the way. That's cool. Yeah, I like that observation. All right, so I talked about one, two, three, four, five games. Okay, boom, bada boom. The bottom half of my list is much longer than the top half, so I've got to do some, nice. some the little furious editing shopping when we get back to our yeah. second episode. So. I've gotten a lot of things written on on my page, which I don't even know what half of them come from. I have crazy things written on my page. Written? Written. Oh. Crazy things. What the hell? That's not good. That is crazy. It is crazy. (laughs) It's it's the prequel to Stranger Things. Oh. (laughs) Crazy things. I don't know how my edit origins. All these games were very important. Nice. So anyway. That's good. Do you want to leave it off here and we'll start up the next episode with our top five? One thing I'm going to do really fast is I'm going to plug YouTube channels on here. And this this actually might go up on our YouTube channels. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Zach here has a much better established YouTube channel as the Chill Gamer. The Chill Gamer, everyone's favorite party guy and lover. Yeah, and there's like nine Chill Gamers, so I'll like. Oh really? I should post a link. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there will be a, a link in the description. Somewhere. Yeah, feel free to join and uh, all that jazz. But yeah, that's yeah. my channel. And my channel will be uh, under Two Bit Since. Two is the number, and I I don't really go as like um, tutorial based or not tutorial based, but like what what would you call your? I just die a lot, in my <laughs> and I get upset. Not like fanatically upset, but it's I get sad. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it. My 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 channel is. Basically, just an excuse to get through all the backlog of games on my Steam profile and PlayStation Network. So, yeah, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> it's just going through games that I need to play, and this is an excuse to do it. That's the plan. Yeah. Well, guys, um, we appreciate you hanging out with us. This is our first episode. It is our uh, Christmas edition. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. And uh, all the other holidays that you may be celebrating, but all of them. All the Festivus slash Yule. Festivus for the rest of us. Indeed. But we're glad you joined us, and we will continue this podcast. And as a good waste of time, we're checking out kind of video gaming, movies, books, and music, all that jazz. So, anyway. Music's going to be so weird for me. Oh, man. I am a weird music person. Yeah? Yeah. 
So stay tuned for that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, until next time, I'm Zach. I'm Chris. And we will see you on the next A Good Waste of Time. Well, I'm going to do it. Wait, I'm